Welcome back to your daily dose. We are so glad you're here. One of the things my partner Nick and I have in common is that we're both great at compartmentalizing things in our lives. It's a useful skill to get through experiences and get things done. But as Nick points out in this episode, this talent also has a potential dark side. A really dark side. Listen in as we explore the spectrum of compartmentalization from the productive to the sinister. We all compartmentalize to an extent. Um, And I heard it described as men compartmentalized. We actually have boxes. Um, (laughs) And this is a generalization. So people that lean masculine, let's say, can put it into a box and put it away. Whereas... Uh, a feminine sort of approach to memories and experiences is more like a ball of yarn (laughs) where everything is kind of touching, right? Like it's, it's nowhere can be just set aside for it. But I think in those, the instances that you're talking about grief counseling or certain nurses or Patty is that you have to be able to compartmentalize that or else you do get lost in it. And maybe you just allow yourself to experience it later Maybe it is interpreted in different ways like dreams or something along those lines. But yeah, I think that's, I often wonder if I'm too good at compartmentalizing (laughs) um, because it's very easy for me to put my head down. Like no matter what the job is, I can just do it. I'll be done with it two hours later, even if I'm mad about it. Like that's usually the experience that I have. It's not necessarily like I'm putting myself into a position where I'm doing something super sad. Mm-hmm. It's generally I'm somebody has messed up and I have to clean up after them. Sometimes it's me that's messed up mm-hmm. and I'll just, I'll get into that mindset. I'll put my head down for two hours. I'll finish up what I have to fix. And then I never think of it again. But I think that's a beautiful thing. What's, what's the risk if you, if you overcompartmentalize that you'll be insensitive or, or, or sociopath. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's Murder for hire seems to come yeah, up a yeah. lot. As well, I a guess, potential idea. Yeah, if you can... Well, but I think the fact that you're aware and you're conscious of that compartmentalization takes you out of that realm a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Because you're looking at it from a that utility perspective of it. It is useful to you to be able to get stuff done. And I, I find the same thing when I have multiple projects going at the same time. I have to really monotask, right? I have to put my brain on that one thing and just get it done. I have uh, a drawing that I was working on over the last few weeks that I had a lot of concepts laid out, but hadn't actually put pencil to paper. And I had to literally say to my client, I need a deadline. Uh, I need to meet with you on this date so that I will put a pencil to paper. And then guess what? I compartmentalized everything else out of my face and sat down and drew the picture. Uh, so I think it'd be good for productivity. Uh, but now that I know that the end of that spectrum is sociopath, I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. Stay in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. You stay in the middle of that <laughs> spectrum specifically. It's healthier. Yeah. It's better. Hey, it's Nick. Thank you so much for listening. I am terrible at self-care, which applies to compartmentalization because it means I don't clean up my compartments all that often as I try to make a conscious effort to clean things out a little more often than say once a decade. I'm glad I have friends like Bob around to help me through people I can talk to about those compartments and hopefully get to them before they just turn into baggage. And the last thing I want is more baggage. Have a great day.